You are Locked On Lions, your daily podcast on the Detroit Lions, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Oh, hey, oh, let's plate this thing on a Tuesday, October 2nd and a Wednesday, October 3rd. It is another edition of Locked On Lions right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Matt Derry with you as we talk about your Detroit Lions on this off day Tuesday. Team will get back to work tomorrow and gear up for the Packers coming up Sunday afternoon at Ford Field in what is now a huge game. I guess they're all big now. The Lions are off to a 1-3 and start. Green Bay at 2-1-1, and although Aaron Rodgers not real pleased with where his team was after a 22-0 shutout win over the Bills last weekend. Rodgers is healthy. We'll see the Packers at Ford Field coming up on a Sunday. Thank you for joining us, and thank you for listening. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. Please, if you can, subscribe to the podcast here on Locked On Lions, on iTunes, Amazon Alexa, Spotify, Megaphone, wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening and tuning in today. As always, you can get a hold of me on Twitter at Derry Speaks, D-E-R-Y Speaks, and also on the Matt Derry Facebook fan page. Locked On Lions today brought to you by our friends at Swap.com, the world's largest online consignment and thrift store, and our friends at MyBookie. You want to make a bet, you want to place a bet on any of these things going on, baseball playoffs, NFL, enter the promo code LOCKEDON to activate the offer that will match your deposit dollar for dollar, our friends, at MyBookie. On the show today, Matt Patricia has spoken on the report this morning about Quandre Diggs and a broken bone in his hand. We'll get the very latest on another defensive player injured for the Lions. Also, Indomitian Sue speaks. Oh, Sue Way. Oh, well, I'm going to get a little uh, cold-cut trio today from Sue Way and Dominican Sue with a diss of Matthew Stafford. Also, Michael David Smith is our guest today. Our good buddy from ProFootballTalk.com, managing editor, writes some great stuff for PFT. MDS will join us in a little bit uh, right here on Locked on Lions. And also, uh, TJ Lang remains in concussion protocol. Uh, he'll not be uh, joining Mike Valeni today on the Valeni Show on the ticket for his Tuesdays with the TJ segment. Um, if you're in concussion protocol, you can't do media. So um, that's the update on TJ Lang. We're hoping for him, praying for him, and, and hoping he gets through this uh, about his fifth or sixth brain injury since playing in the NFL. So um, he remains in concussion protocol um, for the Lions. All right, big news of the day. Ian Rappaport reported it very early this morning. Uh, his tweet, quote, Lion safety Quandre Diggs, who left Sunday's loss to the Cowboys early with an injury, suffered a fractured bone in his hand. A source says it's not clear how much time he'll miss. Well, that's a big blow. Uh, Quandre Diggs is one of the Lions' best defensive backs. Uh, you know, you could make an argument he's the second best defensive back on the team after Darius Slay. You make an argument he's third after Slay and Glover Quinn. Uh, the bottom line is is that Quandre Diggs is very, very valuable because not only can he play safety, but he can also play cornerback. He's he's so versatile. He's a pretty good football player. Got signed to that three-year, $20 million extension in the offseason. And so now the Lions, you know, whose defense right now is terrible and can't stop the run, now going to lose Quandre Diggs. The question is, how long will he be out? When you break a bone in your hand, whether it is uh, a finger, whatever, sometimes you play through these things, you tape it up, you wrap it up, uh, and, and you go back out there. Uh, nobody really knows. Matt Patricia, Lions head coach, uh, this afternoon on a conference call with, with beat writers, would not comment on the report, uh, wouldn't say if the hand was broken or not, just said that a lot of guys play through a lot of injuries and kind of referenced Jack Youngblood, 
uh, from those days with the Rams when he played with a broken leg. So if you think you're going to get any type of update from the Lions today on Quandre Diggs, forget about it. You'll have to check the report tomorrow at 4.30 when the Lions put their first injury report out. But I, I wouldn't assume that Quandre Diggs will be practicing anytime soon and likely going to miss a few games. Um, you would think. But again, some guys play with a, a giant cast on their hand. Uh, I recently, myself, have fractured two bones in my left ring finger, and it's it's painful. I had to, I had to have surgery. It's brutal. So I don't know what the Lions are going to do with Quandre Diggs. He's, he's very, very valuable. This also opens up a spot for Tracy Walker, the Lions' third-round pick, who was in the game at the end of the game the other day against the Cowboys and continues to, I think, impress the coaches. He's gotten an opportunity. He's taken some of the minutes and some of the snaps away from Tavon Wilson, who always seems to get hurt. Um, But maybe, you know, I think when the Lions drafted Tracy Walker, and I I didn't understand the pick at the time because I felt this team needed defensive linemen and they took a safety, but I think he's the heir apparent to Glover Quinn. I think this could be Glover Quinn's last year. And so Walker will get an opportunity, of course, the rookie from Louisiana Lafayette, if Quandre Diggs is out for an extended period of time. Again, we'll have to wait and uh, see on that. But um, as of now, that's the report. Lions aren't going to really confirm or deny anything. And we'll see if there's a chance for him to play um, this coming weekend when the Lions take on the Green Bay Packers at home. Uh, Other news today, which I found very interesting, and Dominican Sue, the former Detroit Lion, now current uh, Los Angeles Ram defensive tackle, put out on his uh, Instagram last night a picture of himself and Jared Goff. And he wrote, quote, If only you weren't my quarterback, then a couple of laughter emojis. Nah, can't do that to the best quarterback I've ever had. Jared Goff. Ooh. And Dominican Sue. Is that a diss of Matthew Stafford? Give me a break. The Lions missing Dominican Sue. And, I'll, and, I, and I will continue to say what I said at 105 one years ago. The Detroit Lions low-balled in Dominican Sue and could have kept him. And everybody said, oh, Sue wanted out. Sue was leaving. Sue was going to Miami all the t- all the way. I'm telling you, the Lions could still have him, Dominican Sue. Uh, he's a great football player. But calling Jared Goff the best quarterback he's ever had when he played with Matthew Stafford for many, many years, uh, you know, fine, whatever, ha, ha, ha. I mean, you know, who knows? Um, You know. He's he's been in the league eight years. He played with Stafford for I believe five. So, whatever. I, I we just had to throw it out there because it's newsy today. Jared Goff's having a great year. The Rams are undefeated. If 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 you view that as a diss of Matthew Stafford, go for it. But again, remember who we're talking about here. We're talking about Indomitian Sue, who's uh, you know when it comes to to thought process sometimes and words. Um, and actions doesn't always make the greatest decisions uh, in the world. That is for sure. Hey, isn't it crazy how much we pay for new brand name clothes, right? Why do we think we need to buy our kids new clothes if they're going to outgrow them in just a few months? Well, the place to go to get those clothes and not have to worry about high prices and get some awesome discounts on gently used clothes is Swap.com, the world's largest online consignment and thrift store. Stop driving store after store, sifting through the racks, trying to find clothes for anybody. Easily sift through millions of clothes in seconds on the website swap.com. It's easy to use. The filters are easy. You can find what you need. Over 14 million tons of textiles are wasted each year. 
Shopping secondhand at Swap.com helps prevent textile waste from polluting the environment, which is something you can feel good about. Absolutely. So get to Swap.com. You got to do it. It's the world's largest online consignment and thrift store. They got all sorts of great brands. Uh, Lululemon, Carter's, Nike, J. Crew, Gap. Quality hand-inspected items are added to it daily at Swap.com. If something doesn't fit, you get hassle-free returns within 30 days. Here's an offer for our Locked On Lions listeners. Special offer. You get 35% off select items from your first order using the promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Promo code LOCKEDON at Swap.com. Get 35% off select items. Plus, find new deals every day. On the web on the homepage, it is www.swap.com. Always love visiting with this guy, talking some Lions uh, this weekend with the Packers coming in on Sunday from Pro Football Talk, the managing editor. You read him all the time at ProFootballTalk.com. It is Michael David Smith. MDS, what's up, buddy? Hey, Matt. Good to talk to you. You too, bud. Uh, your impression so far, first quarter is in the books, four games in, and the Lions are one and three. What, what are you seeing? Well, I thought that the week three game – felt like it had the potential to be a statement game. I felt like when you looked at the Lions, clearly week one was a mess. Kind of fourth quarter of week two against the 49ers, it started to look like things were clicking a little bit. Then week three was obviously a big win against the Patriots. But when you follow a statement win like that with a loss to the Cowboys, what can you really say the team has accomplished? And I I would have to say you, you ought to be pretty disappointed through four weeks if you're a Lions fan to only be one and three because the Jets are not a great team, the Cowboys are not a great team, and the 49ers are not a great team. Those ought to be three winnable games. To lose all three of them has to be disappointing. And then to thoroughly manhandle the Patriots just leaves you scratching your head. Of you know, If they're capable of playing that way, why don't they play that way week in and week out? Are you surprised? You're saying disappointed, but how surprised are you with this? Or did we overrate the talent here? Did we did we look at it and say, well, we know they went nine and seven last year, and, and Bob Quinn made the statement we need to be better next year. I mean, is this team going to take a step back to take some steps forward in a very tough division too? Well, I'm a little surprised. The, the one and three record is actually what I thought they would be. I thought it would be a little different though. I thought they would beat the Jets and then lose three in a row. And it, it didn't play out that way at all. I think the the Jets game was their worst performance so far. Uh, the game that I really gave them no chance was the Patriots game when they won. And, you know, they were there in the end. They had a lead at the end against the Cowboys, and they had a chance to get the ball back and, and have a perhaps comeback win over the 49ers. So you look at this team and you say they they haven't played really the way at least I've expected them to any week of the season. I thought they would have looked better against the 49ers, better against the Cowboys, better against the Jets, and then they they looked better than I think just about anyone was expecting against the Patriots. What about Matthew Stafford? That's obviously the guy that uh, holds the keys to this car. What uh, what do you see from him the first four weeks? And and do you put any blame on him for the last uh, this last loss? Because certainly he did his job to get the team in the position to win at the end. He very much did his job at the end. I thought it was it was quite an impressive comeback, but he was inaccurate early in the game. I mean, his final numbers, you look at, and he, he completed 80% of his passes, and in fact, his completion percentage has gone up 
all four weeks of the season so far. So it might sound a little funny to say he was inaccurate early in the game, but he missed a couple of throws that he should have made early in the game. And the Lions didn't quite come back. And, uh, you know, you, you wonder if maybe they could have kicked a field goal on an opening drive. Maybe that would have been the difference in a game they ended up losing by two. So I think you certainly you can always look at Matthew Stafford and say, when he's got the ball in his hands in the fourth quarter, you feel like you've got a chance. And he did, in fact, throw that touchdown pass to Golden Tate that gave them the lead late in the game. So you certainly can't blame him for that loss. But I, I have felt like he was not on target as much as you'd like him to be at some points this season. And that certainly includes the week one loss where I think a lot of it is on him, that four interception game against the Jets. Uh, I thought he played pretty poorly. He is starting to come around and I think played his best game of the season in week four. But would you look at Matthew Stafford and say he's been one of the top quarterbacks in the league so far? I don't think so. I think you would say he's been, you know, pretty good in a season when we've seen a lot of great quarterbacks and, I think for the contract he signed with the Lions, they were expecting him to become one of those great quarterbacks. I'll tell you what, I'm going to totally go off topic for a second here, but that kid last night with the left-handed pass, uh, you know, it's late at night, my wife's sleeping, I'm laying there next to her. <laughs> I almost woke her up like, I don't even care about the Chiefs and Broncos. I, that that Mahomes kid, that, that left-handed pass was unreal, Michael. Patrick Mahomes is, you know, my favorite player in the NFL right now. I think he's the the clear favorite to win the MVP. Uh, If it's not Patrick Mahomes, Jared Goff would probably be next. We're seeing some exciting play from young quarterbacks in the NFL. And I think, you know, from a Lions perspective, I think at the time the Lions signed Matthew Stafford to that big contract, I think they kind of felt like, okay, he's younger than the Bradys and the Breeze, and he's you know younger than Rodgers, younger than Roethlisberger. Stafford's going to be that next elite quarterback, and I actually think now we're seeing younger guys come along who are playing at a higher level than Matthew Stafford is, like Patrick Mahomes, like Jared Goff. And I think if you're the Lions, you feel like, man, what if we're kind of stuck right in the middle as that great generation of older quarterbacks starts to move on like Brady and Breeze? What if there's another generation coming up that's even better than the guy we got in Matt Stafford? I think you'd have to be a little concerned about that from a Lions perspective because, yeah, we're seeing some great, great quarterback play this season. Patrick Mahomes and Jared Goff are my top two. Uh, you know, Carson Wentz, I think when he shakes the rust off, is going to be right there as well. And that, that's a younger generation of quarterbacks that I wonder if they're maybe starting to put Matthew Stafford behind Michael David Smith from ProFootballTalk.com joining me here on Locked on Lions. Lions and Packers, of course, coming up uh, on Sunday. Uh, From one Matthew or Matt to another, Matt Patricia, did you expect this defense to take some steps forward because he was named head coach and because of his defensive pedigree? Or or do you look at the material on that side of the ball, Michael, and say, hey, it doesn't matter who's coaching it, it's just not good enough? Well, I I think that you certainly have to be somewhat alarmed by Matt Patricia, the way the Patriots defense performed in losing the Super Bowl. Patriots defense really wasn't very good last year. It was the offense and the special teams last year that made the Patriots a good team. And then the early results, I haven't been real impressed 
with the Lions defense. I mean, you know, Ezekiel Elliott had the, the biggest game of his career in terms of total scrimmage yards against the Lions. I mean, you, you saw certainly Sam Darnold played better in his first start against the Lions than he's played in his subsequent three starts. I mean, you've seen that defense not look great, but you're right that it's not just about Matt Patricia. I think some of it also has to be on Bob Quinn. And Bob Quinn, I think, has had enough time that we should see more talent on this defense. I mean, the the best player on the defense is Darius Slay. He was a holdover from before Bob Quinn. Um, the, The player that we were expecting to provide a lot of pass rush was Ezekiel Ansah. He's been hurt. Um, I, I don't know if Bob Quinn made the right choice or not in franchising Ziggy Ansah, but, but given that injury and the fact that they, that he only signed the one year franchise tender, I have to assume Ansah is on the way out and will be elsewhere next year. And I don't know that Bob Quinn has really proven himself to be the kind of general manager who will find a good replacement, someone else who can rush the passer. So, I haven't been extremely impressed with that defense. Certainly, Matt Patricia has to take some of the blame, but I think Bob Quinn has to take a lot of it as well. Oh, I don't think there's any question about it. Quinn drafted Jared Davis. Quinn drafted Tease Tabor. And, and, and those two guys from two years ago, your top two picks, uh, you know, re- really look like they don't belong right now on the field. Well, let me say specifically about Tease Tabor. Whenever I watch him, I think to myself, this guy has the athletic talent to be a good cornerback but it just it just isn't there he just is not good at playing the cornerback position and I, I don't see it you know I see no improvement from one coaching staff to the next but I also just wonder what did Bob Quinn miss about this guy was Bob Quinn just looking at Tease Tabor's workout numbers and saying boy he's a he's an elite athlete he can play the position and and not seeing the fact that you know he was not an elite lockdown corner in college either. And, yeah, I, I think that's a major disappointment. I, I, I'm not sure. If he wasn't a second-round pick, I don't even know that he'd be on a 53-man roster. He looks to me like the kind of guy you only keep him around because you don't want to admit that you got that draft pick wrong. Oh, yeah, and I think you bring up a good point, Michael, in that you know he was a second-round pick. Jamal Agnew was a six-round pick, and Agnew was obviously taken as more of a return specialist, yet – you know, Sunday against the Cowboys in that in dime and nickel defenses, Agnew's out there. The only reason Tabor got on the field was because Diggs and Slay were out for a couple of plays. So it, it's definitely alarming. What about the scheme? Because they've gone away from the defensive ends and they've gone to this hybrid linebacker types, the Canards, the Eli Heralds. They've gotten to the quarterback okay. And I think the sack numbers are up. But again, I thought Prescott had way too much time down the stretch to throw uh, Sunday. Yeah, I would agree with that, and I, I think that pressure ha- has been a problem, and I, and I would definitely agree that on Sunday, late in the game, they weren't bringing the kind of pressure on Dak Prescott they needed to. Uh, you know, there there was the one unfortunate play where there was a, a penalty, a, a late hit that was kind of kind of a, a borderline at best call, I thought. But, you know, that was about the only time you saw a really good physical hit on Dak Prescott. There were not a lot of them in that game, and I think you have to see better than what we've seen so far. Uh, will that change when and if Ziggy Ansah is healthy enough to go? I don't know, but it, that's one of the things that I think you have to be alarmed about with this Lions team. I forgot to ask you about on Johnson. The talk here in Detroit is get him more carries, feed him the ball. 
Uh, and, you know, he's, he's right up there with LeGarrette Blunt in terms of sharing the load, but how impressed are you with this young guy? He's a very good-looking runner, and uh, I think when you look at the statistics, it, they kind of speak for themselves. I mean, the, Johnson and Blunt are almost identical in the number of carries. Uh, they Right now, Johnson has three more carries on the season than Blunt, and he has like 120 more yards on the season than Blunt. So, you know, that stat tells a pretty good story right there that on Johnson is finding holes that LeGarrette Blunt is not finding, and it's it's something you see with this offensive line. I mean, this the, the Lions line has been a little bit maligned, but I actually feel like when on Johnson is in the game, you're seeing that, yeah, the holes are there if you've got a guy who sees the hole and gets to it quickly. And LeGarrette Blunt, as much as he's a big and strong runner, he's not as quick to the hole. He doesn't cut to the hole as quickly as on Johnson does. And I think sometimes those holes are opening up and then very quickly they're closing and LeGarrette Blunt's not getting through them. So, you know, to me, it, it doesn't make a lot of sense that you have two running backs who are producing at very different levels and you're giving them the ball the same amount. You've got on Johnson playing very well. You ought to make better use of it. Final thing for Michael David Smith from PFT. You look at the schedule. Here comes Green Bay Sunday at Ford Field. Is this a good or a bad time to be facing the Packers? You know, I, I think if Aaron Rodgers is healthy and it seems like he's rounding back into form, it seems like kind of a bad time to face the Packers. I mean, I, I thought Aaron Rodgers looked, obviously he was hurt in week one. He looked like he was kind of limping around even though he was playing in week two. I thought this most recent game for the Packers when they kind of blew out the Bills with, with no trouble, Aaron Rodgers was looking quite comfortable in that game, and that makes it, to me, kind of a bad time to take on the Packers. But this is a game the Lions need to win. It's not going to be an easy game to win, I don't think. But it's a winnable game. I don't think the Packers are uh, one of the elite teams in the league, but the Lions have got to win a division game here. I think if they were to fall to 1-4 and four, and they're looking up at all the three other teams in the division, it would be real hard to picture them ending up competing for a playoff spot. So to me, this is a very important game for the Lions. By the way, will that parade be going by your place up there in Chicago for the Bears? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, 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 it is funny here in Chicago the extent to which people are on board with the Bears. I mean, you kind of forget, because the Bears have been last place in the NFC North a few years in a row now, you kind of forget what a Bears town it is. Because, look, we've got a Cubs Today, as you and I are talking, we're just like six hours away from a Cubs wild card playoff right. game where the Cubs either win and go on or lose and go home. And yet, people are talking about the Bears. It's the Bears that has people excited right now, not the Cubs in the playoffs. So it, it's a it is a town that loves the Bears if they give them anything to love, and certainly have to give the Bears credit. I'm a little skeptical that the Bears are going to keep playing at this high a level all season, but. No doubt about it, in Chicago, people love the Bears right now. Michael, as always, love the conversation, sir. We'll talk to you again soon. Okay, good talking to you, Matt. Michael David Smith from ProFootballTalk.com, managing editor. We love talking to him, and we appreciate his time right here on Locked on Lions. Michael brings up a lot of good points, and here's a guy watching the games from afar, uh, and he sees a lot of the things that we see, and it has been a disappointing 1-3 and three start. With a Green Bay Packer team coming into town, 
this weekend. By the way, I'm at mybookie.ag right now. My bookie is awesome. We love my bookie. I'm looking at it right now. Green Bay Packers minus two against your Detroit Lions this weekend. Want to put down some money? Want to bet? Want to find all the lines? There's nothing better than my bookie. Trust me, guys. They are your best bet this season. All right. Who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. That's why if you go to mybookie.ag, you'll be taken care of. I only recommend a service to my listeners that's been good to my buddies. That's why I'm urging you to make your way to MyBookie, because when you win, they pay. MyBookie has been slammed with new bettors as of late, so they want to give everybody the best service possible. If you're willing to deposit after 7 p.m. Eastern Time, you'll get an additional $25 of free play on deposits over $100. Join now. MyBookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Use the promo code LOCKEDON to activate the offer. Or after 7 p.m., if you want to hold out uh, at night, maybe you want to bet on the baseball game tonight, go to LOCKEDON or enter the promo code LOCKEDON25, put 2525 at the end of it, and you'll get an extra 25 bucks for free play by using that promo code. It's up to you guys, but I'd wait until after dinner tonight, take the extra money, throw some jack down on the NL wild card game, ooh, Cubs and Rockies, whatever you want to do. LOCKEDON, my bookie, get it all done. You play you play, you win, you get paid with our friends at my bookie. I right, very quickly as we wrap things up on Locked On Lions, Jim Bob Cooter talking to the media today via conference call was asked about Carryon Johnson's uh, touches and reps and play calling and everything else that uh, that uh, you know with utilizing the running back. Dave Burkett writes today on uh, on Twitter, Jim Bob Cooter says he's not going to go too deep into the thought processes with Carryon Johnson's playing time, declines to identify an ideal amount of reps or touches. Look, folks, if you're thinking that you're going to get uh, any type of answers from this co- coaching staff, um, you know, about playing time, about injuries, forget it. All right? You know, it, it, that's, you know, that that's just that's just the way it is. It's the Patriot way. Injuries will never be discussed. You hope Quandre Diggs isn't out a long time. You hope Jim Bob Cooter gives Carryon Johnson more than nine carries this week. And again, I know there weren't a lot of a ton of opportunities in the second half to get him the ball, especially when the Lions were down by ten and had to start throwing the football. But in the first half, after Carryon Johnson's first carry of over thirty yards, he's got to touch the football more than I believe it was four carries the rest of the half. He's an explosive player, and everybody really likes him. I really like him, and I want to see more of him. In the screen game, whatever it is, whatever it takes, get him the football. The fact he has 38 carries to LeGarrette Blunt's 35 is, I'm not saying it's unacceptable, but let's start feeding that football to number 33 uh, because I think he can make some plays, and I, I think he can make some plays this weekend too against a very shaky Green Bay defense. And I know Green Bay shut out Buffalo, and the defense has improved, but that's a team that you could score some points on at home for sure. That'll do it for Locked On Lions for this Tuesday, October 2, into Wednesday, October 3. We're brought to you today by Swap.com and by our friends at MyBookie. We'll do it all again tomorrow with the Locked On Crossover Podcast as we'll go to Green Bay. We'll talk to you tomorrow.